Let us pray. Gracious loving God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks certainly for your word. We give you thankfully for this time um, that we can hear you and that we can experience you in the here and now. In Jesus' most holy name we pray. Amen. Good evening, Amen. friends, and welcome once again uh, to another edition of Scripture Talk. Um, I am Pastor Trey Comstock. With me as ever is Go Brandy. Sister Brandy Dudley, good evening, y'all. Go Scott. Pastor Scott Ketchak, great to be with y'all. And go Stacy. Little Stevie Wonder on vocals and keyboards. Yeah, uh, uh, Stacy is doing his uh, best impression of Stevie Wonder. Uh, if you uh, don't know what we're talking about, uh, that means you're listening to the audio version. If you're watching the video version, it's pretty obvious. Uh, he is uh, sitting in the dark with his hair slicked back, wearing sunglasses. Um, it is quite a look. Um, and uh, tonight on uh, Scripture Talk, we are looking at Ephesians chapter 1, uh, verses 15 through 23. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints. And for this reason, I do not cease to give thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation as you come to know him, so that, with the eyes of your heart enlightened, you may know what is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance among the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power for us who believe, according to the work of his great power. God put this power to work in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. And he has put all this, all, all things under his feet, and has made him the head over all things for the church, which is his body, and the fullness of him who fills all in all. So this is Paul's description of Christ. He does it in prayer form. It is kind of his opening prayer uh, for the Ephesians, his hope for those folks. But it, it frames Christ in, in the big way. Right, in the way that the Gospels do a lot to certainly show who Christ is, and John's Gospel opens with the like, yo, this is the big picture of what Jesus is. This is Paul giving us the big picture of what Jesus is, what Jesus means in terms of, A, what he means in a post-resurrection reality, right, where the, the Gospels don't ever get totally clear on what what you know we get that Christ rose from the dead and that's a big deal we get that he ascended into heaven that's a big deal but like what happens from there this give, this is Paul's version of what happens from there and that is that you know Christ takes this role of being you know having the authority over all things that um, the temptations he resisted um, from Satan in some ways then come to him but in the right way um, that he has all authority and that he has this role um, specifically in the in his body, the church, that we become, we as the church become a part of literally what Christ is doing in the world, right? That we are that we are the body of Christ. That's not like a nickname. That's literally what we are. Um, that we are that that when when we do things right, we are the hands and feet of God, the hands and feet of Christ moving in the world. 
you know, I, I love some of the things that he says in this prayer. You know, uh, one of the things I like to do, um, you know, there are models of prayers in scripture, not just the Lord's prayer, but like this example right here, that's good to model the way we pray. And I just, just love that the uh, eyes of your heart enlightened that you may know what are the riches of his glorious inheritance? What is the immeasurable greatness of his power for those who believe according to the work of his great power? This is, this isn't just for the Ephesians. This is for all believers. You know, it's yeah. a good thing to pray. God, let this be in my life that I know this revelation of you and that I know that that immeasurable greatness of power is there for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's so much, a good ray of hope, man. Yeah. What's well, that prayer that we too see the big picture, right? It is yeah. easy enough to get lost in the forest for all of those trees, right? Uh, and, and, and like this is, you know, to, to, to miss the big things that are happening uh, because we're so caught up in the small things of life. And, and sometimes like some of the small things of life can seem really big, but none of them are very big in comparison to the power of God. And so this is, you know, Paul giving us a moment to zoom the camera out uh, and try and capture for all of us what he sees in God that we too may experience how great, how big, how powerful God is, and then what that means for what Christ is doing in the world, right? Because this does make that bridge. This doesn't just, this is a prayer very much about God in heaven, but this also bridges, has Christ bridging that gap, right? Um, That he's put all things under his feet, made him the head over all things for the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who who fills all in all, right? That we have this this bridge and that in some ways we as the church get to be a part of that bridge of of this great and mighty being that we can see moving and acting in our world i was gonna say it's just telling you you too can have this all you got to do is get on board you know come on this is what christ can do for you because he's all powerful he's all you know he's Master of all I survey, you know, it, it, you know, Literally. get on board here. Yeah, get on board. It is no ordinary thing. This is no ordinary thing. I think he's trying to uh, expound on the fact that we have something that's so much greater than anything they have experienced in their life. Yeah. And he wants them to know that I see this as a, as a, a praise and worship song more than a prayer, man, because he's letting folks sure. know we got something that's really big and we're excited about it mm-hmm. and grasp it while, while you can because it's there for you to take now. Almost kind of right. like a revival type. You know. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah, to say. Certainly. You have Paul yeah. um, doing that prophetic voice, not that that is forth-telling, but that is proclaiming the things yeah. that have, God has done and the things that are available. And, you know, I've been talking with people this week about having – a kingdom mindset and that's what's going on here is he's you know paul's like trey said earlier see the big picture more than what we're realizing we need to look at the world look at our neighbors look at what our work is through the eyes of christ and see things differently and if we were doing that we would relate to each other differently we would treat our uh, neighbors differently and we would definitely go through our life differently if we understood what our position is in christ according to what he's saying here because of what Jesus did on the cross. Well, and, and I th- I'd like to think the world would be a more hopeful place. Yeah. Right? And look, I, I, 
and and then that's part of how this scripture ends up in this series, right? Is I I I want desperately, particularly this year event. I always want people to see the big picture, I guess. But I am desperate for people to see the big picture this year specifically to zoom that camera out and understand just how great and powerful God is. And if you can catch a glimpse of that somehow, whether it's from this scripture or somewhere else, then that's going to change your perspective on things. You will be more hopeful. That's why, again, why we did that whole series on Revelation as well. That, you know, Revelation is very much about the big picture of the end, but understanding that trials and tribulations don't invalidate what God is doing in the world. And if we can keep this bigger picture, it is that to have that hope, to have that power, to understand that, you know, even in hard times, God is moving in the world. If you will merely have eyes to see it, right? The coronavirus or whatever, um, or an electoral outcome or whatever does not invalidate God's presence in the world. It's it's like God is, God is like the great and powerful Oz to us. You know, he's, well, no, I mean, it is, I, I think that, the imagery that that book uses, they then subvert, right? That like Oz plays powerful, but it, right? And what this text is saying is God really is that, right? Yeah, right. And and, and so uh, Paul wouldn't know the great and powerful Oz, but Paul would know the Roman emperor. And in some ways, the Roman emperor is very much like the Wizard of Oz. Right, where the emperor would say, oh yes, I am uh, all-powerful. And the emperor, unlike the Wizard of Oz, had admittedly the world's largest military that had ever been assembled up until that point in human history. Right? Right, This is a reasonably powerful guy. And what, part of what is often the subtext running underneath the New Testament, um, and always comes back with me as the Romans, because it always comes back to the Romans, is that image that the emperor has of himself that isn't real, that's what God really is. God yeah. really is that powerful. Uh, yeah. It may not, and I think it's a little easier for us to look at this text and get that because at this point there are like two billion Christians in the world. But when Paul is writing this, there's like like a thousand Christians in the world, right? Maybe a little more than that, but like ten thousand Christians in a world. In a world full of millions of people, there were ten thousand Christians uh, up against. There were more soldiers in the Roman army than there were Christians. Okay, right? So, like, keep that in mind as you read this text that it seems much more likely now than it did then. It was a much, or rather, it's true regardless, but it is a much bigger leap of faith for them to believe that than it is even for us to believe that. And he wasn't mincing any words. I mean, 21, far above all rule and authority and power and (laughs) dominion. And above every name that is named, not only (laughs) in this age, right, exactly, but then the hope for us, but also the ages to come. I mean, but there's literally like a, you know. Oh, yeah, he's he's spitting it straight at him. Right, like, uh, uh, anyone heard the song F the Police? I won't say it. Like, this is Paul's version of that, right? Like, this is saying that, but to the emperor, right? Like, this is... This is Paul. He's writing praise worship. He's also writing hip '90s hip hop, right? Like uh, yeah. this is, like I'm just gonna call it out. I'm gonna use all these things. You know what I'm talking about the police, right? Like that is absolutely yep. that song. 
forget the emperor. Forget the emperor. Yeah, forget there you the go. Emperor. Yeah. Right. This is and absolutely forget the emperor. Forget the emperor. Forget the emperor. Uh, man, stay focused on God. I'm really <laughs> glad we don't do episode titles because the episode title for this one would be a mess. Right. <laughs> Pastors quoting NWA songs. Oh my God. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, listen. What do you want? Today's certainly. So I get Dre on the phone quick. Well, and then two. Oh, well, and then Paul. No, I'm not I think Paul preaching too this is. Week. I'm not preaching. I, I sure am. <laughs> I might use that too, Dre. Your fault. Anyway, yeah, I think. <laughs> I think Paul is just trying to remind us too that we got something real. Yeah. I have. Oh no! Curse the ah. internet! Ah. Don't pause there. Don't pause there. It was Everybody great. Everybody think Zito. Yeah, thank Zito. Zito. Uh, forget Zito. Our lives and make it a reality. Oh, yeah. yeah, but but he's like. We got something. We got something better than Coke, because Coke is the real thing. We got something better than Pepsi, because Pepsi is the choice of a new generation. We got something better than that, and Paul wants to know that. Right. And the, 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 the internet censored some of what you said. It must have been some really juicy things. Ah. <laughs> and they, yet they didn't censor me. Lord have mercy. Uh, stuff that, you know, I <laughs> wish would get left out of the show. This yeah, episode is. is brought to you by NWA. Yeah. And so, yeah, so in the traditional Christian calendar, and why actually part of why this text, part of why this text gets used, is in the traditional Christian calendar, um, uh, it is the reign of Christ, the Sunday where we celebrate the reign of Christ our King. So um, uh, this coming Sunday is Chris, is Christian New Year's Eve, and then um, Sunday after next um, is Christian New Year's. So Christian New Year begins with Advent, not with uh, January one. Um, and so, the, but we always end the year reminding ourselves the big picture of who Jesus is, and that's certainly why this text shows up. Particularly why this text shows up at this moment. But I think th- this year of any year, let's remember how big Jesus is. Let's remember mm-hmm. how great God's power is, because you know the All early right. Christian church suffered greatly at the hands of the Romans, and so it would have been a real nice thing to be reminded. That even if Rome tries to play, Rome is nothing compared to God. Well, I think we even as the coronavirus should... tries to play, and ain't nothing yeah. compared to God. Well, I mm-hmm. think we should celebrate that every day anyway. Like, we well, should sure, have, have a certain like, day for it. You, you, have, you have holidays to make a point, right? Holidays often tell you what you should be doing every day. Certainly Valentine's Day does, right? Um, I, part of why I hate, I hate Valentine's Day, it's a greeting card holiday. Um, I also hate Mother's Day for a similar reason, right? Like you should appreciate your partner. You should appreciate your mother. Um, call your mother friends um, every day. But holidays tell us something about what matters, right? We should, just like we had Veterans Day last week, we should thank veterans every day. We should be thankful for those mm-hmm. sacrifices every day. But you put those things in the calendar in part to draw, you know, to draw the focus there to at least if even if uh, we forget our duties to our mothers to our veterans to our loved ones to our partners on other days a holiday helps us hit that reset clock of oh right i really should be thankful for that right like thanksgiving like yeah you should be giving thanks every stinking day uh-huh um that you got breath in your lungs you should be pretty darn thankful for that but we put like a holiday 
you shouldn't flatten reality too much, but Holiday, like, at least drags our focus to somewhere, and so this is our chance to drag our focus to how great and grand Christ is, and that Christ rules in our lives, and actually rules so, creation. So for Christian New Year, we need to party like it's 1599? Yeah! Wow. I, I will look forward when this year is actually over, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight we're gonna party like it's 1599. I guess one question I have for y'all is why do so why is it that we miss how grand and glorious God is. Like, what is it that, why do we need to be reminded of this, right? Why do we lose that hope? Um, well, why especially, can't we uh, hold on to it? Especially this day and age, we have the uh, attention span of a squirrel. That? I mean, you know, we, we got, yeah, we got to be constantly reminded of, oh, by the way, turn off your Netflix for a little bit. Now let's sit down and open the Bible. You know, we have to be, we have to be reminded constantly because of that. But you you have a good you have a good, a good question because I mean, if you ever had stopped for a moment, and you know I know people always are like you know I don't see miracles happening, where are the miracles? Come on guys, if you really if there's really a God, where are the miracles? Well, stop once you stop for a moment and turn around and look around around, and you'll see them, and well. and, and once you start doing that then you're right. Why ain't more people jumping on board on this? That's, that, that's weird. S some of it also here in the United States is due to the blessings we have. Yeah. We're not uh, in, uh -huh. we're not in as many uh, points of having to have need Hardships. of it. Uh -huh. I, uh, I have uh, a friend of mine that uh, we've been staying in touch, uh, uh, texting a lot, uh, more the past several months. He is a pastor, uh, uh, a UMC pastor in Malawi, and uh, I've seen I've seen pictures of his pictures of his church. His church is, yeah, it's not even the the whole church is not even the size of the uh, sanctuary that we have, okay. and the walls are made out of what we use as uh, the corrugated steel that we might use on a, a barn roof. That's yeah. the walls and the ceiling and everything. Oh. The floor is dirt. And well, and, some, and, and that's every time, probably a step up from where that church started, which would yeah. have just been probably benches underneath the tree. Yeah, and uh, every time, I mean, he's he's always joyful. He's always encouraging and uh, checking on me. He was real concerned, wanted to know how I was feeling about the election and how things were with COVID in this area, and we just been praying together and um not that long ago he had contacted me uh for me to pray for him because he had malaria yeah and i was like no oh my joke. gosh yes we'll st we will stop and pray and god intervened he was well in two days that does not happen with no. regular malaria no, no, not no. on a normal no. normal thing and he was Tried he was like two of the worst weeks of your life <laughs> yeah and he was like for him to per him, him saying it bad, bad sick and it's not like he's telling a bunch of people we're talking in private uh, yeah. sharing things and stuff and so god came in because there was a real need yeah. so uh -huh. often we can just go to the doctors and i still think that's god using those things for healing but Amen. we tend Amen. to miss the side of that yeah. and take it for granted well i think that's what that's what this year has done 
You want to know why? I, I, I think you get to something really important, Scott, that has, what has made this year in particular harder than most and why it has led to such, such a crisis in churches and, and all kinds of things is because we forgot that existence can be really hard. Yeah. Because our existence can be largely easy. And again, that's a blessing, right? We should, we should be thankful for, um, you know, the fact that we don't normally watch our loved ones um, drop dead from epidemic disease because we have doctors and medicines and, you know, have, God has led us to understand those diseases so well and all of that, right? The, the God is moving in that process. Uh, but, you know, my, my, my experience of being a missionary, particularly in Kenya, is the difference between life in the developed world and life in the developing world is in the developing world, you have to work to stay alive, right? You sit down in a vehicle, there are no seatbelts. Or if there are seatbelts, there's also like three times as many people as seatbelts. So like, um, mm-hmm. you're gonna have to figure out how to survive. Um, you are gonna ride into town in the back of a truck. Well, if work hard to not fall out of that truck. Uh, uh, you want to not get real sick? You're gonna have to be really careful because food standards are just not the same. And you might end up with a really bad case of dysentery because you ate an inappropriate amount of undercooked meat for instance, um, a thing that definitely happened to me. Um, and here in the U S you, you don't, right. You don't have to work as hard to stay alive. And so you forget how fragile existence can be. And you miss the power of God moving in it. Cause you just, you, you kind of become weirdly entitled to your existence being comfortable. Uh, And even if you do eat undercooked meat, (laughs) <laughs> uh, you know, from somewhere. Guess what? You can sue. You oh, can yeah, sue yeah. and be or, 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 or get millions of dollars if you get sick. Uh, you know, things uh, like that. You know, yeah, we're we're our homeless, Trey. Our homeless have cell phones. Yeah, <laughs> they have uh-huh. cell phones. That's I true. I mean, that wow. Uh, I mean, you, you you don't have a, you don't have a home or anything. Here's a phone. I'll tell Call you somebody. Though. The, the phone thing is funny. So pretty much everyone in the developing world also has a phone. They may not have anything else. They may not have a way to charge that phone. So there's this whole, like, category of business in, like, the developing world, at least when I was there, of, like, places to go charge your cell phone. Because you don't have electricity, but you have a phone. So then how mm-hmm. do you charge your phone? Uh, you go to a, like, basically a cafe that advertises, like, cell phone charging. And that's how they charge their yeah. phones. So, but yeah. And oh, by the way, there, you can also get Wi-Fi. You can get Wi-Fi. You can right. Get, although that, you know, that was starting to happen. Smartphones were starting to happen in Kenya when I was there. Now I assume they're just everywhere the way they are here. Um, but at, at the time I was there in 2012, the iPhone had been out for like five years here. People were starting to get starting to get smartphones, but it was still like the, a lot of it was the Nokia candy bar phones. Um, but the cool yeah. thing about Kenyan or Nokia candy bar phones, the developing world, is they all had flashlights on them. So the way our smartphones have flashlights now, they're like dumb phones had flashlights. And I watched doctors do exams with the flashlight on their candy bar phone. It was amazing. Oh, oh I man. Was truly wow. I was like, man, nice. life finds a way. Um, uh, and, right. and, and that is God at work. If only we will see the grandeur and glory of God. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, one of the 
the things we do in morning prayer is we talk about, like, don't let your world be small. Don't let your prayer life be small. I think what Paul is doing with this scripture is don't let your understanding of God ever become small. Because God is so much more powerful than literally the thing you, the thing you think has all the power. You think has Rome has all the power? Oh, no, it doesn't. Right? God is greater than any name, um, even the name of Caesar. Right? That's the subtext there is even the name of Caesar. God is greater than. Uh, you just just hang in. Like In some ways, it's the, the message of Revelation. Like, hang in there, friends. Uh, it's going to be all right. Hang in there, friends. It's going to be all right. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stop chasing after false gods anyway. That's another problem that we have that we're too busy trying to find a god that we can uh, really may think and do better than the real gods. You know, we chasing after little g gods when we got the, the big g god. Well, so here's, my, one our, here's one of our gods right here. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, or like, yeah. We like things that, like, we can hold in our hand. This is, I mean, this back to the, the, the golden calf, right? Um, uh-huh. We like we like, th- we like things we can hold in our hand. Um, we like things that, doesn't re- that don't require much of us. There, there's a reason why, like, Facebook's algorithm only gives you the things you want to see or only gives you the things it thinks you want to see. And then when it figures out what you want to see, it dumps a thousand other things because people don't like to be challenged. Uh-huh. Uh, people like to see, you know, a thousand things they agree with and nothing they don't. Um. Yeah, we like. Well, that's what's up with all the cat videos. Uh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> um. So, I the scariest thing that ever happened to me on Facebook. This was years ago, more than ten years ago, because it's right after I got married. So, uh, when I changed my relationship status to like engaged to Sydney Foster, um, I started getting ads for like wedding pl- wedding sites and like whatever you know wedding planning junk. Um. When I changed my Facebook status to married, I got two different kinds of ads. Um, ads for, like, uh, parenting stuff, like, you know, or like, hey, you're going to have a baby stuff, and divorce lawyers. Um, uh. That, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, that, like, the, the minute, and maybe Facebook, again, this was, how long have I married? I've been married 11 years? 11 years. 11 and a half years. Um. But, like, this was 11 and a half years ago, Facebook. This is 2009, Facebook. But, yeah, I immediately I started getting ads for divorce lawyers. And I was like, man. Is it's that what it's Facebook still happening. Is? It's still happening. Because I, when I turned 42, I got an ad for the pins. Oh, nice. Uh, oh, jeez. When I turned, I can beat that. When I turned 50, that's when I first started getting my AARP uh things on facebook nice they didn't even okay. wait for me to get to 50 okay. oh wow what, what well, i mean I, you okay. look you look older than 50 so there you go okay so currently i'm getting an ad for Al- i'm getting i'm scrolling my facebook now which is dangerous to do live on air i'm getting an ad for alabama um i don't know i guess i, I am in alabama a weird amount but that's because i have to drive a hulu i do stream entirely too much that's true um uh, election stuff. Okay, my ads are less scary than normal. No divorce lawyers so far. That's good. Apparently, fa- oh, wedding <laughs> wedding bands. Yes, Facebook. I currently don't wear a wedding ring. Um, I can't. Oh my god. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it is, but again, like, jokes about Facebook aside. I mean, it shows 
it shows a deep, like Facebook has a weirdly deep insight into humanity because we've all been clicking so much stuff. Like the only entity that knows humanity better than Facebook is God, honestly, right? Mm -hmm. Because we have given Facebook, I don't know why this is where this went, but it's true. Uh, We have given Facebook so much information about ourselves as humans, not just as individuals that like Facebook, like Facebook knows humanity not quite as well as God does, but almost as well as God does. And unlike God, Facebook is willing to give you exactly what you want so that you will stay stay right there. Uh, and so yeah, Facebook in some ways has become... Honestly, I guess this is what I think, that Facebook has become the false God of the 21st century. Um, that's actually what I think, um, is that Facebook... So like, if you want to, So if you want to like break it down even more, Mark Zuckerberg... Is our no. false god? No, it's not. We, it is. It's Facebook. It, it is because <clears throat> Facebook is now so much bigger than Zuck. Um, because face because we give it like Zuck doesn't have all that information in his head. It's Facebook in this uh, semi-autonomous algorithm that even the people who run that algorithm don't quite know how it works. I mean, they built it, right? But they, they so don't do you, quite... do you, so, so there's an interesting question to you then. Do you think the uh, that those algorithms or anything are they? Are you think they're going to go uh, like the Terminator, where they're all going to like become like aware? I mean, so <laughs> there was a book published. So back Take when over. I was a tech, back a million years ago when I was a tech journalist, um, a book came out called Inside the Plex that was a book about Google, and one of the questions and this that book came out in like 2012, 2013, somewhere in there, a while mm. ago. And uh, one of the uh, guy who ran was on the Google engineering team was asked, uh, is Google going to become self-aware, right? Come aware, have its own consciousness, because basically the way Google and Facebook are built models the human brain. It's many, 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 many separate cells, all interconnected uh, with an algorithm that drives it, essentially how the human brain works. And the guy answered, Google is probably already self-aware. This was like eight years ago, um, and it'll just give you better search results because of it. Um, so my, my, my answer to your question, Stacey, is I think it's already happened. Uh, I think much like the Roman emperor was the false god of the first century, Facebook is the false god of the 21st century that kind of tells you everything you want to hear and wants it, you know, but never challenges you. And that means we are not ready for challenge. And we are not ready to see the majesty of God because we have this false God that we have built for ourselves. Right. Yeah. I mean, when turns you, out, look, when you got Alexa, when you ask Alexa, hey, is there going to be a war soon? And it answers you, wouldn't you like to know? No, mm-hmm. no, this, no. So the scary thing that Alexa can do, and we'll end here because this was, this was a theme that came up over and over again on my tech, on my tech podcast, text last call, which is not online anymore. Um, but if you want to hear me talk about tech from eight years ago, um, Search for it. It's probably somewhere. Um, We used to have the joke, and then the gun arrives. Because the thing that Amazon has on you, and the way that Amazon functions as a false god, is Amazon is pretty sure what you're going to buy before you buy it. Right? They have a pretty good data on what everyone buys. um, And so they can pretty well predict. And Amazon's pretty good at predicting what books I'm going to buy next. Um, I find that helpful, because I just learned about new cool books I want. But it's a pretty good idea of what I'm going to read next. And what happens when Amazon starts sending you the stuff you're going to need before you order it? And what happens when Amazon just sends you a gun? 
Like what did like what happens when like and then the gun arrives, right? That's All of these algorithms are fine when it's just uh, telling me that, that the newest book on theology um, or the newest biography of Dietrich Bonhoeffer I'm definitely going to read. Because guess what? I'm definitely going to want to read that. Um, and when they, you know, when they republished John Wesley's notes in the New Testament, I definitely bought that book. But what happens uh, when Amazon preemptively just sends me a gun? What does Amazon think I'm going to do with that gun, Right. Um, That's, again, that kind of sounds like Minority Report. It is giving you the giving you the warning. Heads up. Yeah. Uh, indeed. Um, so, uh, as a caveat, we must say, I for one welcome our new robot overlords, um, and uh, even God is more powerful than the false gods of the 21st century. Our Man. algorithmic overlords who think Great they can our lives, like but they can't if we can break through. Okay, this, we're going to end it here um, before Facebook takes us off the air. Weirdly, right? we're streaming this live on Facebook right now. Abort, abort, abort. We are going to test the Facebook censors tonight, friends. Uh, um, it will end up being like, a, what was it, 2001 A Space Odyssey? I don't like that, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Dave. Dave. But, anyway, but it literally is. But instead of Dave telling you, or not Dave, rather than the computer telling you you can't do that, the computer has just told Dave over and over again that he doesn't even want to do that. Right? The uh-huh. trick of Facebook isn't telling you I can't do that. It is inundating you with stuff you like so much that you never challenge the computer. That's the problem. Um, Brandy, I didn't know this was a sermon about how I hate social media, but once again, it's a sermon about how I hate social media. Um, so, uh, do that with what well, you, you, keep, you keep that You keep that soapbox handy anyway, so. I do. Yeah. Well, because I honestly think that we have built them into gods. Lowercase g gods. But I think we've built them into gods. In the same way that Zeus is a god, and Aphrodite is a god, and the emperor is a god, Facebook is a god. Um, the trade carries. Yep. Trey, Trey carries two soapboxes around. One for the I8 media and the other one for Zito. Yeah, well, Zito I'm definitely right about. But this I suspect this I suspect I'm right. It's like mm-hmm. we talk about idols, but we forget what idols really are. I think Facebook is an idol. I think it's a lowercase g god of the 21st century. It is our mechanistic god, our mechanistic, you know, algorithmic divine. But it's not a real god. It's not. It doesn't really control our lives. We just let it. Yep. Right, because yeah. it, it it makes us feel good, right? Mm-hmm. That you can live in a world where everyone has the same political beliefs as you, and you're never challenged. And um, you're, clearly, my Facebook feed is wrong, but like, whatever. Um, but like, it is. Um, and just as this, the subtext of this scripture is forget the emperor. Um, for us in the 21st century, it is. <laughs> forget the things that try to control you and Facebook is certainly one of them and Amazon is certainly one of them and the political parties are certainly one like there are lowercase g gods all over the place when you really start looking um, don't worship them worship the one that can actually move mountains worship the being that actually created the universe and that can actually save your soul um, and give you true peace maybe not the peace you want to hear uh, but true peace okay that's enough for me I, this rant can go on and on um, and has for years. I hate Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I get it. I hate them. 
Um, if you have thoughts on Facebook or the false gods in our lives, uh, please, 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 we do want your feedback, whether it's on Facebook or not. Uh, you can leave a comment here on Facebook, over on our YouTube channel, um, our uh, website, palestinegrace.com slash video. You can email us, gracechurchpalestine at gmail.com. Uh, you can also get an audio-only version of this podcast. Uh, just search Scripture Talk by Grace Church in your podcatcher of choice. And assuming the internet where I am going next week, willing, we will be back with another episode. Um, next week, we record live Mondays at 6 p.m., weirdly, on Facebook Live. What are you going to do? Uh, just go to facebook.com slash Palestine Grace Church, where we try to create an oasis of actual divinity um, in the midst of the false gods of the 21st century. Um, also, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. And fear not, stay well. God is with us. Now we dance! Facebook.